Welcome in to the Family Hour, brought to you by American Senior Benefits on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Todd Riley and Jay Stoll. All right, welcome into the American Senior Benefits Hour. I am Harrison Arns here with Jay and Todd Riley. Um, let's kind of start this one out, guys. I mean, you just want to dive right into Husker football here? Let's get into it. All right, real quick before we get into that, though, if you guys want to chime in on this conversation, you can hit up the Sutter Hammond text line at 402-464-5685. And like I said, we're going to kind of open it up, talking about Husker football here uh, to start things off before we really get into the American Senior Benefits information. But... I mean, yeah, what did you guys think about the game? Is that kind of what you're expecting? or No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, I was not expecting that. I uh, I was expecting to see what we've been seeing for the, the longest time now. And so to, to have Nebraska do what they haven't done for a while what was a nice, nice treat to see that they actually took control of the fourth quarter and closed it out. Yeah, it, a friend of mine's a coach, and he always says uh, – whatever level win the games you're supposed to win you win maybe one other one that year that you're not supposed to and and the magic happens well this was one they were supposed to win they came in favorite uh although we all sat around the office and asked how can they be the favorites but uh, <laughs> apparently those guys know more than we do yeah that's one thing i was, I was looking at the uh, i think the spread was like 215 before the game mm-hmm. started and i was like there's no way we're still favorited i mean given they were three and one they didn't have two impressive wins but i know they beat illinois yeah. And if you watch, I don't know if you guys caught Illinois yesterday, but yep. they dominated They're Wisconsin. They're looking good. Yeah, yeah. with good. Brett Belima. So it was one of those things where, I'll be honest, I didn't see it coming. I thought it would be another really close game. I didn't think we'd pull away that much, especially with the way it was going in the first half. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah there's a lot of good things. Uh, as far as Casey Thompson goes, I mean, he was up and down, but I think he still hasn't hit his ceiling yet. I think with the offense progressing, he was finding Trey Palmer a lot more, which mm-hmm. looked nice, but – I mean, yeah, there's still just a lot of room for growth for this team. Well, let's talk about the most important thing, is you saw in-game adjustments. Nebraska's scripted plays, mm-hmm. even with, with Frost here, have been great, right? The, fir- the first 15, 20 plays scripted w- is really good, and after that, when you go off kilter, that's where they get in trouble. In-game adjustments was what I was really impressed with. Um, Mickey pulling players aside, coaching them up, it was great to see. I think there was a hold on, on Alante Brown where typically Alante gets pulled off. You don't see him. He comes off. Mickey tells him what he should have done. Look at the screen. Shows him. Alante acknowledges it. And here we go. Yeah. I will say that. There's there's definitely a respect there for Mickey. Yeah. When like, I'm looking at the players. Yeah. You know, it's much earned respect as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they these are kids. They want to be led. They need somebody to, to guide them in the right direction. And, and Mickey's doing that right now. Yeah. He seems to be have the hearts and souls of the of the people in Nebraska that I've talked to too. I think they're all they're all rooting for him. Yeah, it's kind of that same thing. It, it's weird that we replaced our you know former quarterback, now head coach Scott Frost, with another former quarterback and Mickey right. Joseph. So it, it's one of those things where it feels good to at least have the team around him. They already know the name. It's not like they had to bring a new guy in the middle of the season. Because um, I don't know where you are, but I definitely hope Mickey Joseph can somehow pull together enough ones to keep the job uh, i don't know where are you guys feeling on the coaching search it's early it's yeah. october 1st uh after thanksgiving you can have a, a little bit more conversation uh he's he's just basically walked through the door and starting the interview process it would be a 
a struggle. I mean, he he's coming from behind, but like I said, he, he seems to have the hearts and minds, so wish him the best. I'd like to see him stay. You know, he's here. He, they're used to him. I think it's a good a good foundation. But then sometimes it's better to shake it up, too. I mean, I, I was brought in, right, Jay? You brought uh, in. <laughs> that, was, that was a tough one right there. That was a tough one right there. No, Trev, uh, he'll, he'll do his vetting process. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing we trust is, like I said, uh, we've all, we, we, we thought that, you know, a, a Nebraska – Nebraska prodigal son or Nebraska former player was sent in to save the program, and it was. It just wasn't who we thought. And and Trev Alberts is that guy who who's doing it now. Yeah, did you guys catch uh, Trev Alberts giving the game ball away to Mickey Joseph? Absolutely. Yeah, I want to play that again right now though, just because that was that was a pretty cool moment. So I'm Very gonna play cool. that right now. First of all, I want to tell you guys how proud I am of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for how hard you've worked, going through a lot, and all this adversity. And I can't begin to tell you how proud I am of you. Thank you for representing us so well. But tonight is about another guy. His first win. (laughs) I just love that. (laughs) And then seeing Trev get in there in the mosh pit jumping around as well. I I do love Trev Alberts because, like, that guy, I don't know, like – what exactly the goal is for Mickey Joseph at the end of the season, but I think Trev Alberts definitely wants to push Mickey in the forefront, just kind of the way he treats things. We don't know for sure, uh, but it seems that that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from him. It's Mickey's job to lose. Yeah, absolutely. It's Mickey's to lose. Uh, like I said, it's the interview process going on right now. Uh, another big opportunity next Friday where Nebraska can sit alone in the Big Ten West. Yeah, and then uh, I also want to say, did you guys uh, catch – Turner Corcoran uh, punching that kid that Indiana before he got ejected. It was a slap. Yeah. So I I do want to play this because apparently, according to Mickey Joseph, he was just trying to get himself up. He wasn't trying to actually hit the kid. So here's Mickey Joseph uh, on Turner Corcoran, uh, quote unquote, punching an Indiana player. Turner said he didn't punch him. That and the kid was down. He was his 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 helmet was down in his eyes. He couldn't get up, so he pushed the kid down. You know, so but the referee said it was a punch. So we'll look at it on on the tape. And if it's if it was a bad call, we'll turn it in. And he the ref also told me that also on the sideline. If he missed it, just let him know, and we'll turn it in. So I thought that was funny. He was just losing his balance. And he, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he up with a fist to the face. That's kind of like the uh, the uh, who was that offensive lineman that uh, got pushed over by a ghost. <laughs> oh, are you talking about the cotton? Yeah, yeah, I think it was cotton that yeah, almost pushed just fell back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, Corcoran's not wrong in saying he was trying to get up yeah. using the guy's helmet as it. Uh, it was a definite swipe, but it wasn't a punch, though. It yeah. didn't It didn't warrant being an ejected. No, that's... But kind of the good thing was about it, in hindsight, 2020, is you got to bring another offensive lineman who had to get the job done, and they did. Yeah. Brant Banks, I think, believe he got subbed in for him right there. Yeah. Um, yep. And then we saw Hunter Anthony later in the day. But, yeah, like you said, like we were talking about before we started the show, uh, it's always great when you have the offensive linemen step in and you never hear their names again. Yep. Because that's then you know they're doing their job. Good you point. don't want to hear the offensive line getting called out. No. No, uh, not at all. Not at all. And it just feels good waking up on a Sunday just smiling. Oh, yeah. I mean, the attitude around Lincoln this morning, is, is it going to be a different one? It's, it's a positive environment, which is excellent. Hasn't been like this in a while. 
Yeah, my coffee definitely tastes a little better this morning. <laughs> yeah, my, lem- my lemonade's going down a little smoother. And not to be the wet blanket here, but now is when we don't start talking Big Ten championships because that's usually what I'll hear next is, well, you know, we're on a roll now. Now, now it's Big Ten championships. <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah, we're going to slower roll a little bit. I don't know if I'd bit. go there yet, but uh, very good win, very, very upbeat, very encouraging. Yeah, just to lay out the rest of the schedule real quick, too. So we got that win off Indiana. So we're going to have to go into Rutgers on Friday, which Rutgers got blown out by Ohio State yeah. last night. Not too much of a surprise there. Uh, and then we got Purdue, and Purdue just took off Minnesota. So yeah. they're looking pretty yeah. pretty intense, too. Uh, and then, obviously, and then we have Illinois, a team mm-hmm. that – so, I mean, you look at the schedule, not not looking too sweet right now. It, it's still quite a few challenging games that I don't know if Nebraska's proven enough uh, that you can really favor them in any of them down the stretch. Well, let's ask this. If, if Mickey was coach game one, what's our record right now? If he had all summer, I mean, I we're definitely, we definitely got, I'd say, three more wins under the belt. Mm-hmm. And so we'd be sitting, I mean, what would that put us at, four and one? Yep. So, I mean, I I would like to say that, but, I mean, that's hindsight's 2020. Uh, just the way it looks, I mean, it's hard to tell what Mickey Joseph could do, but I will say this, with the recruits and, him, like, what who he was able to bring in, uh, I mean, you guys like Trey Palmer, Marcus Washington, Casey Thompson, all guys are making big plays yesterday. So if you had his recruits and his philosophy, just the way they were firing off the ball last night, I mean, I hated the penalties, mm-hmm. but I was happy to see some aggression out there. Like I saw guys getting chippy and it's not great when you're getting ejected from a game. You got to, you got no one to tone it down, but I was happy to see that fire. Wasn't a lot of missed tackles. Yeah. Uh, defense played physical. You saw a bunch of kids that you haven't seen all year play and get some game time in um yeah nebraska just did what what mickey and the nice thing is mickey said this is what's going to happen you know you don't want to be around somebody and then kids don't want to be around leaders that say one thing but do the exact opposite mickey's been saying now for the last two weeks all right these are what we're going to do this is what we're going to implement this is how the strategy we're going to do and he did it and he backed it up and that was great to see yeah and then real quick here i do want to go uh through some of these stats before we switch it over I'm getting to more of the American Senior Benefits information that I'm sure you guys got plenty to talk about today. I see Todd's got his notebook out there. to talk about. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, if you look at our defense, which I didn't – I wasn't sure. Our defense is getting gashed by the run all year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're seeing guys by the likes of North Dakota come in there, and they're running for 100 yards plus. Uh, But yesterday was the day we finally got a hold of things. Our defense finally kind of followed that philosophy, Ben, don't break. They were 2 for 15 – uh, for Indiana, it was two for 15, excuse me, on third down conversions, which is just something we have not seen. I mean, that's huge. If you can hold a team to two for 15 and third down conversions, I mean, obviously, I mean, it just gives your offense a chance. They were getting off the field last night. And yeah, through those first, you know, four games, our defense could not for the life of them get off the field. And then towards the end of the game, you're just so tired because you've mm-hmm. been playing every snap. You can't get your, you can't get your legs a rest because you're just out there constantly uh, and then when you have a sputtering offense going three and out, you're just right back out there. So that's that's a huge win for the defense. I'm pretty surprised that Bill Bush was able to able to tweak just enough to get that defense to actually make those tackles. Because um, like you said, Jay, it seems like such an easy thing to harp on. You just got to tackle. But, I mean, it was pretty evident. It was it's bad. Am- it's amazing what happens when you practice tackling <laughs> <laughs> and how it shows up on game day. Opposed to no practice tackling, playing two-hand touch. 
right? Yeah, I, I still and can't believe that. Also, with Bush, uh, he is keeping his side of the ball accountable to make sure their coaches are doing their job as well. You're not seeing favorite players or loyalty players get in there. You're seeing freshmen get in there that typically had no shot at playing this year that are now getting significant time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're doing the right thing. Yeah, I mean, we got to see a, a lot of Oliver Martin as well. Yep. Something we didn't really see too much. Yep. Uh, but, he, I mean, he had a bunch of great plays. He had one in the end zone, uh, and then he had just another – a lot of great grabs. Uh, but before we switch it up to American Senior Benefits information, do you guys know uh, what the penalties were? You got a guess on how many each team had? Uh, the, the white hat, seen – him talk more <laughs> than most people I was with last night. It was such a long game. <laughs> it was a it was a baseball game. Yeah, it was like it was a three hour game. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. We were we had to cancel the Tanner's post game show. Yeah, because it just yeah because well I mean Tan- no one's gonna be sitting there at one a.m. for a post game show. <laughs> so I was like we just wrapped it up here at twelve and it was already it was already too late. But yeah, the game took so long because like you said the White Hats. They were calling everything under the sun. Yep. You even if uh, it wasn't the right call, they'd still throw the flag yeah. sometimes. <laughs> that was their moment. They won their TV time. Yep. So Indiana, uh, eleven penalties for ninety-two yards. Nebraska, twelve penalties for a hundred and eleven yards. Ouch. Wow. Ouch. So I mean, that's that's a big problem. Obviously, and, you got to clean that up. But I'll I'll take the aggression and a win. And still win by fourteen. Yeah. But, 120 yards in penalty and still win by 14. Yeah, but you got 92 yards in penalties. And well, 92. So. so we got 92 on flip side. Yeah, but that's kind of where I'm at for the Husker football game. It's great to finally get a win, come in here. You know, we don't have to talk about all the negatives for a week. We can talk about some of the positives and where this team's going uh, all the way up until Rutgers on Friday. But that being said, that's where I'm at for the Nebraska football game. We'll kind of switch it up here going to more of the American Senior Benefits stuff. Where do you guys want to start with this? Well, it's kind of funny. <clears throat> Sorry about that. You had uh, talked about the schedule, mm-hmm. you know, in the first of the year. That's why it's so funny when they when preseason rankings come out, right? I mean, that's a, it's a coin toss at best, <laughs> you know. Oh, oh, we got and Nebraska schedule looked like one of the better ones, and and now you're walking in you're like, oh, what happened to Minnesota? Oh, oh look, here's Purdue. Um, our job is is a lot the same way. Uh, some of our agents, well, when I got here, we're going into a house with a mindset of. I have this product that I'm going to show Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. Uh, and they were all prepared for that and had the paperwork for that. Well, we don't know. And and the beautiful thing about having 200 companies to show is there's hardly a house we can walk into that we can't help them out. Uh, if it is one of those 1% or 2% that we can't, we always tell them that too. You know, you're, you're great where you are, Mrs. Johnson. If, if we can't help you, we're sure not going to hurt you. Uh, but we can change on the fly with the products we have. Uh, that's what I think makes us stand out. We talk a lot about recruiting on this show. Um, that's one of the huge advantages our agents have. We always say we never lose at the kitchen table. And that's exactly what we mean by that. With 200 products to show, no matter what has changed in the season halfway through, uh, we still have products to show them. Uh, Jay, you, uh, Jay, by the way, was our uh, life insurance agent of the year last year. Um, I'm sure not every house you went into, you thought, I'm going to show these people life insurance. Oh, God, no. God, no. <laughs> No, you walk into the house and you just want to have a conversation. That's just it. And and just grateful to have the opportunity because so many people need to make sure that their their coverage is reviewed yearly. And a lot of them do not do that. A lot of them just kind of flip it, go with the flow, um, have questions that aren't being answered. 
So that's that's the really nice thing is we are one of the very few companies that still like to go sit at your kitchen table. Now we'll call, we'll talk on the phone if you if you prefer, but what we like to do is, is sit at your kitchen table, um, look you eye to eye, and have a conversation. Is that really that rare these days? People just aren't going out to the homes and doing it yeah. themselves. The yeah. pro- the problem is is is, is what you're going to get is a lot of the uh, call centers and telemarketers where it's a room of 400 people mm. that are calling, you know jane doe and saying hey this is going to be the right thing for you without saying all right where do you live what medication you taken who's your doctor what's your health conditions oh no just take this you'll you'll love it yeah. and jane doe takes the word on and says okay i believe you and then a year later jane doe is paying way too much or has nothing yeah unfortunately we run into that a lot where we'll get a call um something we'll talk about here a little bit more is, is something called uh, annual election period is coming up here right now uh and a lot of people get changed over the phone, uh, which with some rules this year may change a little bit. But we'll get a call on January 10th or, or February 1st when they've used that new plan. And they said, hey, this isn't what we were told. And then we have to go out and, and, and change it. So, you know, back in the day, uh, most of our clients remember when the banker would come to your house, the doctor would come to your house. Uh, that <laughs> now we're we're about it, and and so people ask us sometimes maybe we'll be you know down in Nebraska City or we'll be out in Kearney or we'll be you know wherever, and they'll say, well, you know, uh, there's a local office right up on the corner, and and we'll say, yep, and and Monday through Friday nine to five, you can go see that guy. Well. Most emergencies don't happen Monday through Friday, nine to five. You know, their husband gets sick in the middle of the night or, or you know, or worse, heaven forbid. They can call us anytime. You know, literally my phone's on 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and every Saturday and, and Sunday. And, and we end up the next day or the following day in their living room helping them again. And so, yeah, customer service, taking care of people is something we stress above all else. And that's probably why a little over 90% of our people stay on the books every year because we do 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 a real, very very good job of taking care of them and to kind of wrap up like li- li- we've hit life insurance a lot the last couple months because last month was life insurance awareness month but just to to finally well we'll never put it to bed because we talk about it all the time but uh, <laughs> things kept people kind of forget about sometimes uh on that and and you had mentioned this last week too jay is we'll say well what plans have you made for your final expenses and i'll say well i have you know whatever fifty thousand dollar life insurance great what plans have you made for your final expenses and and explain again why that's important jay because would you have a life insurance policy of over twenty thousand dollars that is considered a large life insurance policy and majority of time those are not built to pay out right away so if someone passes away and they say I have a $100,000 life insurance policy, well, excellent, very, very good. What do you have that's going to take care of you when you pass away mm-hmm. and you need that money up front right away? Because the, the life insurance policies, large ones usually take, can take anywhere from 14 up to 63 days. And now they take it up towards that 63 days. Yeah. So when you need that money right away to pay for, for your funeral, you don't have it. That's when you have to do the GoFundMe. That's when you have to go to the community and say, hey, can you loan me some money until I get mm-hmm. this policy so that I can pay it off? The nice thing about the final expense policies that we do and help people out with is it will cover that funeral cremation right then and there for you. You show that policy to the funeral director when they go and see you to make the plans. That's all they need to do. It's as good as cash. That's it. Yeah, that's huge because that's I know that's a, that's a big problem. You guys were kind of saying that last week. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be left with that burden. 
it's right. it's tough already and it's incredibly awkward to have to go after loved ones for money indeed and you just don't want to be in that shoes but yeah. I, I didn't mean to cut you off go ahead no no you're on uh one thing two people don't think about um a market is life insurance on their children or grandchildren mm-hmm. um I, I my own friends have said you know why why would i put life insurance on my two-year-old son or my you know eight-year-old daughter a couple of things you don't think about on that um one of them very personal to me, but one is you lock in that rate. Life insurance based on how old you are, and if with the right policy, that rate never increases. So you might have a, a five-year-old kid paying twenty-five dollars a month for a fifty-thousand-dollar plan or a hundred-thousand-dollar plan, however you set it up, for the rest of his or her life. The other thing you don't think of, uh, my own son, we took out a policy on him when he was born. He was like a month old. I think you have to be a month old yep. uh, to yep. have a plan. <laughs> uh, so he was a month and a day old, and we took out a policy on him. Uh, when he was 17, he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. He takes insulin shots now. He would play heck to get a, a life policy now, but he has one. Uh, also, he's self-employed. He works with me. Um, with uh, you know, Some people, well, he'll have group insurance, group insurance at work. Well, what if you are self-employed? What if, what if your company doesn't offer life insurance? If you took it out when he or she was two, three, four years old, you got nothing to worry about the rest of his life. So that's something people don't, don't think about as well. Also, plans now have what they call, at least if they set up properly, have what they call a chronic illness rider uh, or a terminal illness rider. If someone has a chronic disease, a cancer, a stroke, or their doctor diagnoses them to have a year or less to live, on most policies, you can get up to 75% of that benefit out beforehand that you can then go use. And and this happened with my own aunt and uncle. My uncle was diagnosed with cancer, uh, had a couple hundred thousand dollar life policy took 75 percent of that out paid off the house uh paid off the car had some like they put new windows in the house some things like that to finish up uh paid the funeral obviously so when he passed obviously it was still tough on my aunt but at least the financial end of it wasn't a burden on her and and that's a huge huge thing for people and that's where i say we can't we can't prevent the bad things from happening obviously but man if we can take the financial burden out of that that's that's night and day for people. That that is a huge huge burden off of their back and their loved ones, and, big yeah. time. I mean, it is. We always we. What I tell people I talk to is this is security for you, but this is the hands down best gift you can give your your beneficiaries, your children. Yeah. One thing too, there there's things called special needs trust. I have really good friends of mine. They have a, a, a mentally handicapped daughter, um, and that's their only child, and they. Their parents are, are obviously quite elderly now. A couple, one is even gone. Um, there's nobody to watch that child. So through life insurance, they've set up a trust so they know their daughter's going to be taken care of until she's gone. And, and that's something people don't think about. It. You know, if they have a, a special needs person, there's an extra level that they have to prepare for. And, and through life insurance, perfect way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with that being said, though, we are up to our first break. Uh, this is... American Senior Benefits Hour right here on 93.7 The Ticket. I am here with Jay and Todd Riley. I'm Harrison Arns. We will be back right after this.